Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we praise you once again for this season of remembrance of uh, the birth of Jesus, your Son, in our world, that when the set time had fully come, you sent him, born of a woman, born under the law, that we might receive adoption as your children. Write this truth in our hearts this morning, we pray. Amen. So today I want to talk about God's adoption program. Who are we? To God. Are we passing players in his cosmic drama? Bubbles in a foam washed up on the sands of time. We kind of shine for a moment and then pop and are gone. Christmas tells us that this is not the way that God sees us. For Christmas is part of God's adoption program. His two-part program to adopt us as his children. Not simply his creatures, but those who know him as our Heavenly Father, who have his spirit in our hearts, who are his heirs, heirs to all he has to pass on to us. Galatians 4, uh, verses 4 and 5, our uh, epistle reading, with some bits left out, says that God sent his Son, born of a woman, so that we might receive adoption to sonship, adoption as children. That's part one of the program. God sent his son into our flesh at Christmas. There's a part two, however, in Galatians 4, 6. Because you are his sons, his children, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. The spirit who calls out Abba, Father. And so after God sent his son into our flesh, he sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. This is the Christian experience. When we believe the good news about Jesus, that he gave himself for our sins to rescue us from the present evil age, then we were born again into a new relationship with God and God's spirit is in our hearts and we, we naturally, warmly, personally address God as Abba, Father. We know we belong to him and that he belongs to us. We know we are his children. Not just his creatures, but his beloved heirs. Let's take these two steps in turn. Firstly, God sent his son into our flesh. This is what we remember at Christmas, that God's son was born of a woman. Mary gave birth to Jesus. In the reign of Caesar Augustus, God united himself to our humanity, and his son took our flesh upon himself. There were two purposes to this. Firstly, in order to redeem those under the law, verse 5. Because before adoption, redemption was necessary. We need to be redeemed from a, a slavery we were in, a bondage we were under. Uh, we are complex. Uh, we are God's creatures created good to enjoy his blessings. However, we are also sinful creatures. We have willfully turned against God and corrupted ourselves, even from birth. As part of God's plan to deal with this situation about who we are, God put his people Israel under the law. And if you're at St Edmunds this year, you'll have heard us go through this second part of the book of Exodus, where um, 
God summons Israel to Sinai and he binds them under a law that begins with the Ten Commandments, but which goes on to include civil law and a a temple or a tabernacle or a priesthood, um, a system of sacrifice and festivals. And all of this, all of this, says Paul, is like kind of underage children being subjected to the rule of guardians. It's being sent to school and put under the, the uh, supervision of educators until you are fit to be free of them. But the time does, does come for Israel to be free and to live not by law, but by God's Spirit. And Jesus redeemed his people. That is, he, he bought them out of this situation of bondage or slavery or um, you know, being subjected to the, to the law and to sin. And he brought his people into freedom, the freedom of God's adopted children. Jesus redeemed his people by giving his life for our sins. This is the way that the price that we might go free was paid. It was the necessary step one for God to adopt us as his children. God sent his son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem those under the law so that we might receive adoption as children. Uh, Step two, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. God's adoption program does not leave us untouched. It is not some kind of distant legal formality, but God seals this relationship by sharing with us the spirit of his son. So we might know him as father through the spirit of his son. Verse 6, because you are children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. And when you think of addressing God, you might imagine that the way to address it, God, might be Almighty Creator, High and Holy One, Lord and Judge, Eternal Source of all being. These things are all true of God. And to address God is to address the One who is all these things. But what would give you the confidence, some might say, the presumption, to suppose that God would regard you as a beloved child and that you could address him as Abba Father. Mostly the ancients felt that God or the gods were not so tenderly disposed to human beings. Approaching God might be done with sacrifices, through ritual, ways of gaining favour and entrance. But Christians became convinced that They had God's favour, that God's love was theirs, God's welcome was rolled out, God's spirit was with them, and that they could name him as Father, my Father in heaven. And they could do this because God had indeed adopted us as children and shown his favour through Jesus Christ. That is God's two-step adoption programme. God sent his son into our flesh to redeem and adopt us. God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts that we might know him and call him our father. So what then? Well, there is a lot of liberation. There's a lot of freedom in knowing this. Because those who call God Abba, Father, by God's spirit in their hearts, approach God with freedom and confidence. 
Prayer becomes the simple approach of a child to a parent. The relationship with God does not consist in observances and special days and holy rituals, but consists in faith expressing itself through love. And this faith expressing itself through love is not kind of hopefully seeking God's acceptance uh, in the prayer that our faith and love might be enough for God. Rather, this faith is faith that Christ has made us God's and God has made us ours. The love we have is the love that we love because he first loved us. It's not anxious striving, but the joyful expression of what the Spirit has put in our hearts. Now, if you wonder if this can be true of you, it can be. Not because you or I deserve it or can explain it all, but if we would reach out our hands to God and seek this from him, it can be ours. If we will just receive it from him and entrust ourselves to him and his adoption program, that God sent his son into our flesh and his spirit into our hearts. This is his gift so that we might call him Abba Father. This can be true for you. And so turn to him and say, Oh God, be my heavenly father. Take me up in your adoption program. Redeem me from sin and make me your child. Teach me to call you father. I put my faith in you. I put my faith in Jesus Christ, your son, my Lord. All this can be true for you if you'll reach out and take it. And you might be here uh, knowing this has long been true for me. For many years I've trusted in God as Heavenly Father and I've prayed to him in that way. Well, if that's you, remember what it means that you have God for a father. The very last verse, since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. So however humble and inconsequential your life here might seem to you, you are an heir of God's kingdom. However frustrating and confusing things might be around you right now or at some point in the last year or in the coming year, you are an heir of God's kingdom. And in all things, God is preparing us to inherit his kingdom. Just as Jesus, we read in the gospel, grew in stature and in grace and wisdom through the days of his earthly life, so we who are heirs of God are being trained and formed by all our life experiences and given a pathway to grow in grace and wisdom to become more and more the heirs of God that he has made us. And so take every opportunity to grow more and more like the God who has made you his and God's son whose spirit is in your heart. There's a New Year's resolution. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we thank you for your adoption program, that you sent your son, born of a woman, born under the law, that we might become your children, and that you have sent your spirit into the heart of all who call to you, call to you in the name of Christ, 
and have taught us to call you Heavenly Father. Lord, we pray that this uh, relationship would be real and vital in our lives and that as we face the circumstances of each day and year, you would teach us to remember that we are your heirs and to grow in grace and wisdom that we might resemble those who really are heirs of your kingdom. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.